Hi, everyone, and welcome to the State of State Schools podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper, Christian author, former homeschooler, and former public school teacher. Once a week, I'll give a quick recap of the most important headlines in education and pull back the curtain on what's really happening in our kids' schools. If you're a teacher, parent, or homeschool family, this podcast is for you. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number 53. Everything I'm talking about in this episode comes from the week of January 15th, 2024. Here are the headlines. A California judge ruled that two teachers who were fired over their school's transgender policies must be reinstated while the case continues. Second, Denver Public Schools sent a memo to staff that said, hey, we're all racist, but whiteness causes deep harm. Finally, a Christian school in Iowa will begin arming its teachers this month. Story number one, in May of 2023, two middle school teachers were placed on administrative leave for refusing to lie to parents about their child's transgender identity. There are two transgender policies in particular that are at the center of this issue. The first policy requires teachers to use the transgender name and pronoun with students. So if a boy says he's a girl, the teachers have to play along. The second policy said that if students were using these transgender names or pronouns at school, then the teachers could not tell the students' parents about it. Now, both policies were apparently secretly enacted back in 2020, which makes sense because that's when I experienced this with Chicago Public Schools. But when a substitute teacher accidentally violated the policy in 2021, the school district sent a memo to teachers saying that they'd be disciplined if they, quote, revealed a student's transgender status to individuals who do not have a legitimate need for the information without the student's consent, end quote. So according to the district, parents did not have a, quote, legitimate need for the information, end quote. That's ridiculous. Well, these two teachers were able to get a religious accommodation for the first policy, the pronoun policy, but they were unable to get an accommodation for the policy about lying to parents. So the teachers were threatened with discrimination and harassment charges, and then they were suspended and said they'd probably be fired. The two teachers happen to be Christians, and they hold a biblical worldview, and as Christians, they follow the teachings of the Bible, which clearly state that God created us male and female, that we are to honor our fathers and mothers, and that lying is a sin. So this school's transgender policies violate all of these biblical instructions. And these transgender policies are pretty standard across the country. Any school that has a transgender policy or a gender policy or an inclusion policy or equity policy, they all probably say the same thing. So the two teachers filed a lawsuit against their district and the California Board of Education claiming their constitutional rights were violated. And just this week, a California judge ruled that the two teachers must be reinstated while the case continues. So the case is still ongoing. But the teachers can go back to teaching if they want. Now, to me, this isn't necessarily a win because if the case goes for the district and the state DOE, then that's a major loss for these teachers and their freedom of speech, their freedom of religion. But if the case goes for the teachers, then that would send a strong message in California and across the country that these transgender policies can't be forced on people. These trans policies are common nowadays. They're everywhere. 
you know, including boys going into the girls' bathrooms and locker rooms and sports. It's gender confusion. It's not loving or compassionate to lie to a child and reinforce their confusion if they are genuinely confused. And it's not ethical, it's not honoring of parents to hide that information about their child or to outright lie to them about it. But this problem persists because we have no shared values anymore. We have two different moral codes. One side says, hey, don't lie to kids, don't lie to parents, and there are two genders. Now the other side says, hey, kids know their true selves. Parents are not safe for their children and there are an infinite number of genders. So both sides feel they can justify their beliefs and their actions, but the difference is objective truth, which can only be found in the word of God. Truth is truth and it does not change. So I'm gonna continue on the side of the Bible, which means I'll love God, I'll love my neighbor, and loving my neighbor means I'll tell them the truth about their gender. And I'll tell parents the truth about their children. Story number two, Black History Month is coming up in February, which means schools across the country will be pushing their Black Lives Matter agenda onto children. Now, this is the case in Denver Public Schools, a DPS, who recently emailed a memo to their staff called DPS Belief in and Commitment to Black Excellence, end quote. In the memo was a district pledge stating that DPS itself the school system itself was a racist institution at all levels. And it's a problem which they pledged to fix. The district pledge states that all educators need to deeply understand white supremacy, white privilege, and the deep harm that whiteness brings to students and team members. Not blackness, not redness, not yellowness or brownness, but whiteness. That's the only problem. That's the cause of this quote unquote institutional racism, whiteness. The district pledged to address their problem of racism by training their teachers to support the Black Lives Matter movement. And it's no secret BLM is a Marxist organization. And don't forget, BLM posted their public support of Hamas's attacks and the slaughter of the Israeli people this fall. BLM supported that. And now Denver Public Schools is supporting that group and they're forcing your kids' teachers to support them as well. The district pledge goes on to say, quote, we challenge each of us to intentionally work to dismantle the current system, which allows certain students to excel and others to perish, end quote. So the pledge says that the district wants to, quote, dismantle the current system, and dismantling is a hallmark of Marxism and the Black Lives Matter movement who infamously said their mission was to disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family. And interesting to note, if you go look at BLM's website and you read their materials, they rarely, if ever, mention fathers. They discuss mothers, children, and parents, but never specifically mention fathers. Now, my point in bringing all this up is not to focus on Denver schools necessarily, but to remind all of you, public school parents and teachers, even you private schoolers, that the BLM Day of Action is right around the corner. So be aware of your school's equity policies, their inclusion policies, and their affinity groups. And know what's on the school calendar and know what special weeks are coming up. That's how these activist programs are brought into the classroom, you know, through the back door and behind the proverbial curtain. That's where all this stuff pops up. 
Story number three, a Christian school in Sioux City, Iowa, has decided to arm its teachers and its staff starting this month. Now, this decision has been on the table for a while, but the tipping point came after a recent tragic shooting at a local high school where the principal and a student were shot and killed. Now, in the wake of this recent shooting, this Christian school's superintendent defended the decision to arm staff by telling parents, quote, it is essential that we take further steps to secure our building and to ensure that your children are protected at school, end quote. So how this works is staff members who remain anonymous are required to complete firearms training, which trains them to engage the threat and keep students safe until law enforcement arrives. Now, a regional law firm that works with religious ministries stated, quote, churches, schools, and other ministries are frequent targets for mass shooters. While it may be counterintuitive for some, being armed, trained, and prepared can end attacks quickly or help deter them to begin with. Legal standards don't require ministries to be sitting ducks, end quote. So of course, there are a wide range of opinions on this matter. As a former teacher of 13 years, I was required to complete active shooter training every year, multiple times a year. So it is just a reality. Now, my personal opinion as a supporter of our right to bear arms is that peace through strength is the better way to go. Nobody's guaranteed safety in this world, of course, but if an active shooter is considering a school and they know that school has armed staff and a trained staff, they may reconsider. And like the law firm said, a sitting duck is an easy target. But the sad reality is, if you're sending your kids to any school, public or private, this is something you're gonna have to deal with. Your kids are going to practice you know, code reds or lockdowns or active shooter drills, whatever they're called. They'll have to hear the alarm go off or the announcement given. They'll have to huddle in a corner, a dark room. They gotta be quiet. The little kids especially, they get scared, they start crying. Now, even though it's just practice, it's a terrible situation that these teachers have to manage and these kids have to go through, it's awful. Now, I understand that this is our reality, but my opinion is that it's just one more reason to consider homeschooling. Not that homeschooling you know, equals eternal safety or anything, you, know, you still gotta live your life, but I believe parents are better suited to guide their children through such emotional and potentially traumatic experiences. Anyway, sorry to finish on a somewhat somber note, but these are all things that we need to think about. So that's all I have for you this week. That's the state of state schools. Take care.